Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Honestly, morning edition. Good morning, Jamal. Good morning, my brother. So, uh, as always, we try to we try to do uh, as many episodes as we can in a week. We started off this podcast really because Jamal and I would have these conversations, and uh, it has morphed into something just big and beautiful, and we love to do it. And uh, we also used to do it like when we could fit it in between family time. And so we have found out sometimes the best times is um, calls on our way to or from work. And so we've kind of settled in sometimes this some of these 5.30, 6 a.m. kind of calls. So that is indeed what we're doing this morning. And um, Jamal, I think uh, the topic of the day, um, I always know it's, it's, it's sometimes it's tough when you start talking about improvement or even school improvement. And yeah. it, it sometimes it ruffles some feathers. Mm-hmm. It uh, it makes people nervous because they think that they're out to get you. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's talk about improvement. Yeah, let's talk about it. The, the the first the first thing with improvement, Don, is you you have to be intentional about improving in something. I think there's this myth going around. Um, I had interaction with a colleague uh, not too long ago, and it, it left me feeling like if, if, if you just do the job long enough, then out of the sky will fall the experience and the wisdom that is needed to grow in the specific area that we were talking about. And I left and it was like, you know, you know me, like I'm always thinking, I'm like, like, that's just not practical and the the truth is I think in school we kind of treat development as if it's like you say like it's a I got you or it's a you or know, a punishment or punishment like you haven't performed so you need to um go through this training or do this or do that like yeah essentially a punishment so yeah before you go on let me take a step backward and and say why you know, why is that? Because because I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be 100 transparent, 100% transparent. In my earlier career, um, when I was first teaching, my maybe let's say my first three or four years teaching middle school, I felt like that. I, you know, I'd get nervous. You know, they're going to come in and, and the kids would get nervous for me, right? I always appreciate yeah. that. When, they, when, when the assistant principal or principal would walk in and they'd walk back to the very back of the, and they had the clipboard, I never even had to ask, man. They were on their best behavior. <laughs> yeah, that's like that. That's how you know if you ever wanted to know if your kids liked you or not. <laughs> like, just the word "like," the way they act when the administrator walks in. That's funny, but yeah, I mean, I, I was always always on edge and like, you know, are they going to come and you know, do they like what I do? And and so, how how did that begin? I mean, like, I mean, the, right. What, yeah. How did that culture start? Because, I mean, there was nothing ill-intentioned about it, but I, I've, I felt that way. Now, later on in my career, I was pretty chill about it because I was confident in my abilities. As a matter of fact, I think that's the other downside. Probably later on in my career, I was like, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. Can't tell like, me nothing. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a great teacher. I don't know. And, and that was also the wrong attitude to have. Terrible. In both in both situations is terrible here's the thing about professionals if you look at and i love sports because sports is the greatest analogy for how teams should run um 
if you look at the skeleton of the Jets, even the losing team or the Steelers, the, the most winning team right now in football. Like, like all professionals have coaches. Only amateurs don't have coaches. So every day at a football practice, um, every everything is being recorded and every rep is being recorded. And then in between the next practices, you go into a film room with your coach and they give you they give you feedback is what we call it in, you know, I said public schools or whatever, or the school system, feedback. And they they essentially tell you how to improve the next practice. And you go out there and you focus on those things. It 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 never occurred to me during those times when we were in film sessions and I'm kind of, you know, moving all around like I, I play college football just to give some context it it never hurt my feelings it never made me feel like I wasn't all conference because I hadn't earned those honors it never made me feel like I wasn't the starter or that my status was moved because it was the norm however what I realized is with with that coaching dynamic and um just the mindset of the professional in education We've, we've historically used evaluation systems to get people out and not to use them to improve. So then what teachers do is they, they're either really nervous and after about five years of evaluation, it's like, well, I know what to do to get my rating, to, to keep my life well. And now there's nothing that you can tell me. And then for the most part, some, for the most part nationwide, administratively, like it's, it's hard for us to get someone to grow because we don't have expertise in every subject area. Now, this doesn't mean that somebody without expertise in that subject area can't give you uh, best practices on how to teach, but but from the mindset of some leaders, it, it is a limiting factor because it's like, okay, so what do I tell this teacher? But like, but like I'm here to say, that like this, the, the premise and the, our intention behind improvement and feedback is, is all wrong. And what it really should be is a, a coaching relationship and the professional should want um, continuous improvement. Because when, when I tell you that there's something that you can improve in, it makes you feel inadequate. That's just human nature. But if, 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 it's, if it is a part of the, the mindset and the norm to say, hey, um, every day we're going to go into the film room or every week and we're going to look at things that we can do better to continuously improve throughout the month or throughout the week. It's, it's not so much of a sticky situation. And that administrator doesn't necessarily have to know everything to ask you questions about you know, how do you think the students felt during the during the time when uh, you were lecturing? There was more speaking time for you. How do you think it would impact if you increased the speaking time of the students during your lectures? How would that impact instruction? Like, you don't have to be an expert to help someone grow. But then on the flip side, growth is not the responsibility of anyone but the individual. You have to want to grow. See, I like that answer. I mean, like, I, I think in creating culture, and I, I, man, also, you know, there's always a talk a lot, you know, culture, culture, culture. And I, sometimes I get people that, you know, give me an eye roll. I'm like, oh, that's a buzzword. I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. 
the culture of your school and the culture of feedback is, I think, among the most crucial things ever. Matter of fact, (laughs) I've got two side stories on this. Um, The art of communication is so vital. And, 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 we we have been lucky and blessed enough to uh, have a, a coach um, at, for my nonprofit. Um, and I'm so blessed to say this, but our, our coach constantly um, was training me up on preparing me to talk to my staff that feedback is a gift. Feedback is a gift. Mm-hmm. And, and it's never meant to be, it's always it's always meant to be additive and constructive never be and so he's like even when something's bothering you do not go into it bothering you but instead you know go into it saying hey you know this this is starting to affect the way i you know run the ship or this is the way this is starting to affect you know like other things and i really would like it if you'd understand blank so always Feedback is a gift. It's going to help them. It's going to help me. It's going to help the organization. Right. And, and, and I'll always remember that because it, I had to be vulnerable. And in some ways, like say, it, it makes me feel blank if we continue to make this happen. Cause like I'm showing my responsibility too. So I like, I know if I were administrator and I never was one by the way, but I mean, if I had to set up that kind of culture, I would say, to my teacher, uh, you know, Hey, I've got some feedback for you. I know when I was in year blank and maybe other talking to a young teacher, but like they're giving it to them, not in a, well, like you said, I mean, it's, it's, it's for the better of the kid. It's for the better of the school. It's for the better of them. Um, because now I say that that was for the teacher. That's kind of, uh, I'm not going to say scared, nervous about the feedback. You kind of hit on the teacher that is arrogant. Um, I think that's a separate problem. Oh, yeah. So, and that's the thing. And that's the thing with, with the growth. Um, and I'm going to use a, a children analogy. Like, all my kids are different. Like, I have three kids, Amelia, Anderson, and Azariah. And, you know, they'll sit on the floor cross-legged the same way. But like they're they're all so different, and my approach to bothering them has to be different. And here's the thing: like in schools, I say that to say this about schools or any organization, you're dealing with people with a range of emotions, and the way you speak to this one teacher or individual, it, you can't be the same way that you speak to another individual. You have to talk about like I, there's a conversation that has to be had with how people like feedback. Like, for example, like Don, like I hate being micromanaged. I hate, like, for the most part, being told exactly what to do. It's necessary sometimes. But if you want me to lead a project, like, give me the outcomes. And what I need is clarity. And I also need for you to uh, reflect with me about the process. Like, I don't really need you to say, well, do this or do that. Like, if I come to you, it's not for you to tell me what to do. It's for you to reflect um, and say, well, here's what I'm thinking. How can we improve this? But what sometimes what people have done is, well, they'll try to solve my problem for me. And like that irritates me. But some people need those problems solved and they will only go to the person that's, that's leading them in the event that um, 
they they need those problems solved. It's almost like 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 I said, the the tap in culture, and and what ends up happening is like like there's a disconnect with how the individual needs to receive uh, feedback to grow. I mean, it's it's and you can go on. You can extend that analogy to plants. Like some plants only grow in the winter, and some plants only grow in the summertime. You'd be a fool to try to add fertilizer or different things and um, to a plant that grows in the in the winter and the summer. It's just not going to happen. So you gotta you have to be in tune. It takes time, and this is where I feel like that trust is built um, between between individuals in a culture because i have to know that when you come to see me do my job it's not a i got you or you don't have a concern or this is going to be for my benefit like i have to just see that over time and time is the the real determining factor as it relates to that but just going back to to the foundation we have to understand people where they are and we have to move them to where we well, we would all like them to go for the benefit of the goal of the organization. But I'm going to say this again. Improvement or growth is not up to the leader. It's up to the individual. Everybody is responsible for their own growth. Yeah. Well, I agree to an extent. Uh, let me dissect that. Growth, well, it's kind of like, you know, being an alcoholic. You only want to change when you want to change. Um, wow, I just equated. <laughs> <laughs> I just equated growth with, yeah, with, like an, being addiction, with, an, with an addiction problem. Well, but not I, being, it's not the same. It's not, right, it's not the same. But not. I mean, but right. When you are ready, you are ready. But I mean, in some ways, my first gut reaction was to say, yeah, but a great leader gets you to that point of understanding that feedback and growth is a gift. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think a great counselor gets a person and prepares them to want to overcome addiction. You know, I, I think personal development can be and probably needs to be eventually intrinsic, but it may need some people to help out and assist to ready you. So uh, yeah, I think it's, I think yeah. it's to meet and okay. So I sidebarred that for a while back to intentionality yeah. <laughs> and sorry, yeah. I hijacked that because I, I really like to dig deeper on certain things, but that intentionality yeah. say that you've got your, you got your, um, staff yeah. and I hate to use the word comfortable, but you, you've got your staff comfortable with now, um, wanting to move forward. Why does then intentionality really reign supreme well and here's the thing that just the frame that pops into my mind when you ask that question imagine imagine a bodybuilder now um he's getting ready for a bodybuilding show in the last month of his training regimen he doesn't lift a weight do you think he's going to be ready for that bodybuilding show do you think he's going to win it right yeah probably not right so 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 now you know, the educator or the, the working professional, because this, this is for everybody, the working professional, we, most of us haven't read a book since college and uh, about our profession, or we haven't done a study, we haven't done, you know, a, a 
10 things that, had, that that's going to cause us to grow um, during, during the season of, of our work. It's almost the equivalent of a bodybuilder saying like, yo, like I'm not going to work out but I'm still going to show up to the, to the bodybuilding show. So with that same frame, like a bodybuilder has to be intentional about his biceps. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm using bodybuilding, it's crazy, right? But Arnold Schwarzenegger used to say, well, if, if, if I grow one inch on my bicep, then my tricep has to grow one inch. So I have to, I have to focus on what's in front of me and what's behind me. So like whatever it is, like I'm focusing on the muscle groups and it's very specific to the growth of each and every individual area or component of my body. And it's the same thing. We have our bodies of work and there are areas in which we can improve. But like, I feel like we live in a culture where it's, it, and we're trained like this in school. You tell me, and then I'm going to tell it right back to you. Because really what we search for, what we've become masters at is telling people exactly what they want to hear. But here's the thing. When you lay out the work, are you doing the work necessary to actually grow? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger could have had a great workout plan, but if he didn't follow the plan and then reevaluate the plan and adjust the plan, Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't the Arnold Schwarzenegger that, that we know today. He's just a dude who tried to work out but never followed through with the plan. And laying out that work for yourself is essential. And you have to be so intentional about getting up and seeing improvement or growth or development. Like nature itself lets us know that like nothing happens by osmosis. You're not going to wake up in the morning with six pack abs. If you never do sit-ups, you're not going to be strong. If you, if, if, if you, if you don't take the necessary steps. So how then, how is it then that we can expect to grow just based on the experiences that we encounter on a day-to-day basis? If we're not intentional about improving in in specific areas. Yeah. I'm going to shelf this for talk number two. We can do this tomorrow on the episode. But because um, I loved everything you said. And you know how me, how I do. I'm a skeptic of things because um, I'm always asking the question why. And uh, I'm going to put my Seth Godin mind on <clears throat> and saying, what if what you're being evaluated on is something you don't believe in? Because, and this is a much bigger topic. Again, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll shelve this because um, <clears throat> I, and not to make this about me, but I'm just saying in my experience, um, I, yeah. was, I was very lucky, blessed, honored to work for uh, three different school systems in my career that all like supported some of my focus on creativity and innovation. I hear from a lot of people that say, well, lucky for you, Don, but my, you know, my superintendent, my you know, principal only wants to see higher test scores. So uh-huh. tomorrow we'll talk about that uh-huh. because, uh, because I do I, like I, everything we talked about today, hundred percent. Amen. Um, my, 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 yeah, there's just a lot of people out there that are still um, a Ken and, and, putting all the focus and pressure on the standardized test route. Yep. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's the bigger, ugh. that's a, that's a big, ugly, <clears throat> big rabbit hole that unfortunately I think we have to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. But, but to, to wrap up on this, I mean, yeah, I, I really liked your, you know, the intentionality 
the focus, reevaluating, re really evaluating, admitting maybe if you went down the wrong rabbit hole, I think all these things are, are you talked about are, are perfect. Although I, I do like the fact that you kind of um, touched on it. Um, Cause when I said, when, when the, I think how I phrased my question to you is like when, when the staff is comfortable with this feedback, you kind of insinuated that, well, comfort shouldn't really be a part of it. I mean, them being comfortable with getting feedback is one thing, but them being intentional and wanting to bring about change and improvement has to still be there. And it's not a comfortable thing. Like you said, like if Arnold or a bodybuilder stops working out, that's comfortable. Um, Yeah. Pushing yourself past the limits is another thing. So yeah, great episode. But yeah, let's tomorrow go into um, the yeah the 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 what happens if you want to grow, but it's not in an area you want to be evaluated in. Cool. Yep. All right, there we go. Sure. We'll have a part two tomorrow for Jamal Crook. Is Don Wetrick reminding you? It was opportunities everywhere. We'll see you.